And now, on with the show. Somebody save your soul, cause you've been sinning in the city. I know too many troubles, all these lovers got you losing control. You like a drug to me, a luxury, my sugar and go. I want the good life every good night, you're a high one to hold. Oh, it's Friday. Cause you don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Friday stream. Hello, Andrews. I love this song. Isn't this good? I Zumba to it. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, it's great. She sent it to me, of course, as yeah, always. Yeah. As always. Yeah, he sent it to me. Hello, Mr. Payne. How's it going over there? Hello, happy Friday. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Good to have you here. Also, well, we'll get to our special guest in a moment. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll keep her till the end. Oh, secret, 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 secret. Joe is back. Joe, how you doing? Yeah, good, man. Yeah? Yeah. You traveled? You rested? Yeah, rested now. I think I'm over the jet lag. I've got a ton of cider to drink, <laughs> so I'm happy. I'll join you. I'll join you. Cider and beans, that's all Joe needs to keep him happy. <laughs> <laughs> a well-maintained Joe. <laughs> also joining us is Alex. Hey, Alex, how you doing, man? Hello. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. And of course, Mr. Bacon. Hello, Cheese. Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing, man. Another great song. Another great song. Thank you for laying that down. And last but not least, joining us on the Mumble Line, we've got Brent. Yo, Brent. Hello, hello. Hello. Good to hear your voice again. Hello, Popey. Good to have you here. Hello. Hello. And hey, Tyler. Nice to have you here, too. Hello, hello. That's quite the introduction. But I said we had one very special, special guest in the studio, and I thought, let's Let's, for the very first time on the Friday stream, welcome in my wife, Hadia Fisher. Hello, baby. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. How about that? See, you waited long enough. I get to introduce you as my wife. That is great. It's n- nothing like having your ex-wife and your wife in the same room. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, and we got some <laughs> oh, dogs. Yeah, we got dogs. Right. It's a dog party. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that was convenient. <laughs> wife and the ex-wife in one podcast. What could go wrong? The dogs are excited about it. That's because it's Friday. Well, today was a special day for you. Yes, yeah. This song has special meaning today. It does have special meaning yeah, today. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll save that for just a little bit later. We'll save that for just a bit later because I want to get caught up on everybody's Linux Fest Northwest stories. See how everybody's doing after a huge, huge, huge Linux Fest for us. Our biggest freaking Linux Fest ever. And I thought we'd start with Mr. Cheese's flight home. He had one of the uh, more, I don't know how to put it. Exciting. I don't know if exciting is the right word. Um, Non-traditional. Memorable trips home. Yeah, memorable. I have not heard about this. Invigorating. No, no, I'm excited. I haven't heard about it either. I told him to wait. Tell me on the Friday stream. But I believe it came down to like, uh, he was praying for his life at one point. What happened on the flight home? Well, we get out of Bellingham. We get to Vegas. No problem. Easy flight. And then out of Vegas, before we board, they start calling the wrong flight number. So I'm like, all right, whatever. We're sitting here right by the gate. I'm looking at the flight number on the marquee. (laughs) And then we get on the plane. And, you know, they're going through the safety procedures and they're like, um, uh, welcome to flight six, uh, something, something to Houston. (laughs) I'm like, all right. You know, it's already kind of, then the flight attendants are already just kind of being bitchy, walking past everybody, you know, tuck your stuff in, blah, blah, blah. Huh. Okay. So we get up, we get in the air and, uh, I don't know, we're, we're maybe 20 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes after takeoff. And we hit this bout of turbulence. And, it, man, it just seems to go on and on forever. 
to the point where it feels like the plane's like dropping like a hundred feet at a time. Then we'll like gain some altitude and it'll drop. What does that feel like? What is that experience? It's like the precipice of a roller coaster all the time. Like every, every, uh, I don't know, three or four minutes. So you kind of have that, you can't do anything. You're buckled in, right? But people are like raising up out of their seats every time like the whole plane is like, whoa, whoa. This wasn't a Max 8 plane, was it? Uh, I, I don't believe so. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> it was uh, Spirit Airlines. So, yeah, I ended up praying to the Holy Spirit after that fucking flight. And then, um, yeah, there were a couple of people that got sick. Like, you could hear them. Like, <laughs> hopefully, you know, no one got thrown up on. But it, it definitely could have happened on that flight. How did the wife handle it? I mean, I imagine the two of you, you can't be watching movies, you're not eating any snacks, you're not having any drinks because of this turbulence, right? No, we're just like looking at each other. She's holding my hand, like both of us are white knuckled and like <laughs> this plane in and of itself, there's really no oh shit bar or, or any place to grab onto anyway. So, um, you know, we're both trying to like white knuckle and brace ourselves as much as we can on this flight. I think as we, as we kind of get a little closer into Houston, um, as they do on Spirit Airlines, and I'm sure some of the other airlines as well, they try to pitch you their like their credit card to earn miles on and stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, jeez! And so this poor lady has to like do this whole spiel, and they're like, "And today only, we're giving you fifteen thousand extra bonus miles." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, sure you fucking are." Like, <laughs> but who the hell is gonna ride? I, I know I'm not riding Spirit Airlines ever again. How long did this go on for, would you say, like this bumpy ride? Probably 20, 20 good minutes of that, and then it stopped, and then as we got a little closer to Houston, when we started to descend back into the Houston Intercontinental Airport, we, we had a little bit more of it, but that second round wasn't bad. Could you hear stuff getting rattled and shaked around and stuff? I mean, was it things getting slammed? Oh, yeah. I mean, bags were getting tossed around into the in the overheads for sure. It was definitely... A nerve-wracking experience. Wow. So just before the show, Alex had an exciting trip home too, I believe. Right, Alex? No, mine was really boring. <laughs> Smooth sailing the whole way, I'm afraid. No turbulence. Oh, who was it? <laughs> oh, hold on. Was it Tyler? Somebody said that somebody fainted on them. Popey. Popey. That would be what? Popey. Yes. What? Somebody fainted on you in the airplane? Well, it wasn't wimpy, was it? <laughs> No, I know. Uh, Wimpy was uh, well wedged into his seat. Um, I, we had an exit row seats, and so in, right in front of us was the the kind of like vestibule area where people stand queuing for the toilet. Uh, sorry, bathroom. And um, the uh, there was a bunch of people waiting there, and we're all minding our own business. And then suddenly, uh, this woman who was standing up was now horizontal on the floor. Wow! And uh, laying laying across uh, across my legs, and I I kind of froze. I didn't know what to do. I kind of looked down. And I was like, Oh look, there's a woman <laughs> laying across my legs, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is a, this is a strange occurrence. I don't have every day. Um, and the bloke next to me, uh, this American dude, was like shouting across to the stewardess, Hey, lady! Lady, get over here. Get over here. Because um, 
yeah, the woman had uh, fallen over. That's a great American accent. That was there. pretty decent, <laughs> thank actually. You, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I've learned from all of you guys spending a weekend with you guys. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, the BA staff were great, and they came over, they got oxygen, and they they um, lifted her legs up, and she was mortally uh, embarrassed. She was just, she was fine, you know, but she was just so embarrassed and felt terrible. And Because, like, she's laying beneath my feet, and I'm just looking down at her face. And, like... <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> it must be embarrassing for her. But yeah, she was fine. Until they lifted her legs up and then you're looking down her skirt. Yeah, right. Is that how that worked? <laughs> yeah. Then it was like maximum embarrassment. Yes. Right. <laughs> huh. I couldn't imagine being on a flight for that long. And I was actually really worried about Joe because Joe had less leg space on the way out here and he's a tall fucker. So how did the flight back for you go, Joe? Um, well, apart from not being able to sleep because all the um, the flight crew were just chatting right behind me and just like having a laugh the whole time while I'm trying to fucking sleep. Um, I had plenty of leg room. I was able to stretch my f- uh, legs under the uh, the seat in front and I had a nice blanket listened to Rogan and just kind of drifted off. Yeah, yeah, I know I slept because I started listening to Rogan and then it finished and I don't remember the middle. So I must have slept for like two and a half hours or something. (laughs) That's actually, I've done that same exact thing where I know I've slept because I missed the middle of the Elon Musk interview that Rogan did. Remember that on the flight back? (laughs) You were post-surgery too, though. It was a weird flight. That was rough. I was in and out and I had to, every time I could remain conscious, I had to like get up every bit and like wiggle my toes constantly because they were no blood clot. We yeah, don't want blood clots. They were convinced because of the series of events that had happened that I would get a blood clot. And I was flying. They wanted me to wait like, th- was it three weeks to fly? At least. And we were like, no, we got to fly this weekend. This is not, I got to get home. <laughs> this has got to, I've been in Texas for a very long time. I got to go. Um, and it was a hell of a flight. Well, Tyler, you're the only one that hasn't shared any anecdotes uh, from the trip. Because uh, Brent is still in route back. He just left a couple of days ago. So, Tyler, how was your journey home? My flight home was uh, pretty boring. Nothing eventful. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, thanks to you being dropped off by Albert right by your uh, check-in, whereas I had to walk the entire length of SeaTac <laughs> to, uh, to find the BA bit. What a hell of a Linux fest, though. What a hell, right? What a hell of a Linux fest. What did you, babe? What did you think? You're the, you're the, you're like the most non-Linux uh, person in the room now. So, what did you think of this Linux fest as a total Linux outsider? Even though actually you use Linux daily, <laughs> I have nothing but positives to say this year. I, I have not thoroughly enjoyed previous years, and I loved this one. Now, I think it was. It was mostly because of badminton with Alex. I mean, that nothing tops that. You know it. If you haven't done it before, you need to play badminton <laughs> with Alex. And Dylan. He was great to have there. Yeah. And then, of course, afterwards, there was, all you know, Alto's adventure with Brent. I mean, I mean, it was just. That's true. It was great. Brent got, From beginning to end. Brent got really good at Alto's adventure. Yeah. He, he was really schooling us towards the end there, back at the studio. I was pretty terrible at first, but, you know, if you spend an hour or two or six playing it, you get pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pick it up. <laughs> Kudos to Brent for, I mean, coming out here at all, missing the entirety of Linux Fest, but yeah. still showing up just to see us. Yeah, that was nice. It was super great, actually, and, and I didn't mean to miss the end of, I thought maybe I'd catch the end of Sunday, but uh, but I, I probably had more trouble on the way to quote-unquote Linux Fest than I did, uh, well, coming back. I'm still going to be coming back for a while. But um, uh, yeah, I got caught up at the border for a long time just for carrying a whole backpack full of cameras for some reason. So, Well, Wes and I got to do something with some of the crew that hung around after Linux Fest that neither one of us have ever done, even though we've lived here our entire lives, and that is take the underground Seattle tour. 
where you learn a bit about Seattle history. You get to see where people bought hookers. You get to go walk around under the ground for a little bit. Uh, and it was a marvelous time. It was an absolutely marvelous time. Highlight of the entire Linux Fest for me was being able to go down there and do that. And Alex was able to attend. At, do you learn anything, Alex? You must have. You must have learned a few things about good old Seattle. It's the city founded on sewage, isn't it? And, and sawdust. All right. Well, we want to do something. We just want to take a moment here on the show before we go any further. This was Cheese's idea, and I think it's something that's uh, worth talking about here on this show. A little bit of sad news this week, and maybe before we get too far into the show, this is something we should address. Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew has died at the age of 74. The Mayhew family released a statement that Peter died on April 30th with his family by his side in his North Texas home. Mayhew, who stood 7 feet 3 inches tall, originated the role of Chewbacca throughout the Star Wars saga. Let the Wookiee win. That's a bit of a a bit of a sad note, a somber note. So let's take a brief moment here on the show, just a little moment of silence for Chewbacca, the first real alien space character in the movies, like a real character to you, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for that. Beautiful. <laughs> it was right. It was right. Ah oh, man. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, you know, I just want—I thought that was worth addressing here on the show. I mean, really, all we any of us can do is go watch a bunch of Star Wars after mm-hmm. the stream. Yeah, yeah. So, Wes, um, what do you think about Linux Fest? Any lessons learned this year at Linux Fest? I can just never really fully predict what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to be doing talks or the hallway track. What what's going to happen with <laughs> what we all do for the rest of the time? So, I, it's it's hard to predict. I think we did a decent job this year, but it was also at a scale that is new for us. So I think I think we've just learned that we need to do even more preparation and think about acknowledge up front that it doesn't really end Sunday afternoon. You know, we're like, oh we'll have like a casual after party, but really I feel like we're still feel- feeling the effects uh, uh, of Linux uh, Fest Northwest and it's Friday. Logical. Yeah, we definitely are. What do we do wrong, Ange? What do you think? Come on, give it give me uh give me the uh the striking criticism what we did wrong. Wow, really? Yeah why not? All right. Let's just we'll air it right here. We flew a lot of people out but not a lot of people actually manned the mics. Mm. So I ended up being on the mic all day Saturday, except for the talks, which was a great, that was great. Like being able to get a break from the mic uh, for the talks was epic. Um, and while during that, we had the crowd cam on, which is kind of cool. So people could still see what the, what was going on at the fest. But I actually got like a neck injury <laughs> from it. <laughs> so stupid. What? Yeah. Listen, to, Not even, listen to old lady Ange here. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't kick in until Monday morning. From looking um, at the guy next to you, right? The whole time? Yeah. Cause yeah, the looking at, it was mostly Alan, you know, like this is Linux Fest and we've got BSD at the second mic, you know? I'll tell you what my thought process there was is, you know, our live stream, and this is one of the reasons we're doing the Friday stream, is our live stream attendance is uh, not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, we only had a handful of people watching. Linux Fest allows us to have those booths so that yeah. we do, so that yep. we are the media. So yeah. we do have to put something out there. But You're right. We should have so, people some more do, coordination. Like, a, like a rotation schedule. Yeah. Definitely more coordination because um, I would walk past and see you guys full conversation and I'd be like, okay, I'll leave them to it for now then. And I kept kind of wanting to get on, but I think we just need to drop a schedule next time, maybe. 
I have to say, I felt the same way. I didn't actually know what I was supposed to be doing there. And <laughs> if, um, and I came over and I was offered a t-shirt and, uh, I got a t-shirt and I felt incredibly, uh, guilty because I didn't actually contribute in any way, shape or form. So I'm sorry about that. No, you did. See, you were there. You, you were there and you were interacting with people and you, you gave the audience a chance to come and meet you. Um, and that's in a big part what we wanted to accomplish with Linux Fest is we're real people and the audience are real people. And there is something shifts in our primitive brains when you meet people in person. Like they become real and mm-hmm. they become friends. They don't, it, it, it's, it's a big shift. So you think about the value that brings to the audience, it's really worth having you there. So that's yeah, no, first and, and foremost what, yeah, what it's nobody about. Nobody did anything wrong. No. Th- we could have gotten some content f- uh, specifically for certain shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. if more if a bigger variety of people had been yep. on mic or mm-hmm. you know I did I did some interviews and um, I, I excused myself during the heavy BSD discussion <laughs> so I'm like as one does no. this I, isn't I, my area yeah I found a third person that I because I was just gonna sit there and nod and smile I think I think that's a fair criticism I think too um, there were a couple of bits that we didn't do as well that we have done in the past better like um, the studio didn't get put back together so I I myself have put it back together. And things are missing, like the power cord to the speaker out there is missing, The wire, certain wires, like things are, you know, that's always an issue, but uh, we muddle through. I think all in all, we did really well considering we'd never done a room before, and we did two days, and we packed mm-hmm. that sucker. So that was really good. The barbecue, you know, we fed like 50, 60, 70, 80 people. Before this time, it's like 300 people. So yeah. that was amazing. Like the fact that we pulled that off is pretty great. But yeah, I, I think it's fair. And we're going to do better next year. I think we'll do better next year. Good job to Hadea for doing the pizza runs. Oh, <laughs> I thank you. Thank you. I was getting there. I was getting the look. I was getting there. I would have literally starved to death if it wasn't for that. So thank you very much. Whenever she came back, I saw her as just like this like pizza angel walking back with, <laughs> with pizzas. And I was like, thank you, Hadea best idea ever someone someone suggested that we should go and get beer so early on in that barbecue we looked around and there were like half a dozen people thank you and we jumped in the stupid car (laughs) and drove off to walmart grabbed some beer and thought well there's about a dozen people there get them a few beers each so we got like 36 48 beers or something put them all in the back of the, of the ridiculous car and when we pulled up it was like 200 people there we're like oh well we, we fucked up then haven't we there was one guy popey that came down from from upstairs i don't know what he was doing up there um he came down loaded up two beers in his front pockets two beers in his front um other front pockets and then two in his back so he walked off with six beers and didn't hang around with us at all so what yeah there's a little bit of that we need a beer monitor next time yeah people were getting loaded you know yeah we'll be we'll be on guard that's another area of feedback i have yeah we'll we'll be on guard we'll give tickets out and stuff like that and, and poor now emma tried so hard i mean she got so much stuff i'm like wow i, I where are we going to put all the leftovers and she just looked like a deer in headlights when the crowds just kept yeah. coming and she just hung in there like but- it's like six bins like bins mm-hmm. of food yeah yeah we cooked through it tables <laughs> and chairs and, and then when ice. You, the funny thing is you went and did an emergency pizza run yeah and then two you, emergency well pizza i was run. gonna say you came back and you're like uh before before i even saw you from the first after the first pizza run you came to me and you said i said how'd the pizza run go and you say it's all gone 
What yeah. do you mean? You, what do you mean? And Ange is yeah. out there like, yeah. here, please don't kill us. Eat yeah. this food. Yeah. And yeah. They went really fast. They went really fast. Dude, I'm surprised they didn't eat the boxes. I mean, people were just like, mm-hmm. I know. Ange was like, I'm going to take one of those boxes down the line. <laughs> I, I think I said, good luck. I did like 11 boxes down the line. I think mail tickets is a really good idea. Yeah. I just, I, it sucks though to like corporatize mm. a, yeah, yeah, an yeah. event. I you just, want it to be casual and loose yeah. and fun. And, yeah. I totally but, agree. Yeah. 300 people is not casual though. It, you want it to be, of course, but it's just not going to be. Why did we have so many more people this year? Well, for one, we've been promoting the hell out yeah. of it. I was live streaming when they were doing the raffle and Bill announced, oh, and there's a barbecue. Oh, yeah. Nobody asked them to do that. <laughs> you know what I love most about this entire thing is that I knew we were doing a barbecue, but I didn't know the scale of it. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I hadn't even pulled out the the charcoal grills to look at them. I'm like, do we have spatulas? Do well, we have tongs? I don't know. I thought that System 76 was bringing a grill. Were they no, only no, no. bringing the spatula no, that the meat. was on they the grill? The yeah, they brought too. the spatula. And, and the meat. Okay, well, no, I just mis- misread a, a Telegram oh, yeah. post. Like, it must have been just advertising the spatula so that Chris yeah. doesn't lick his fingers while <laughs> flipping steaks. They got me a branded spatula. It is a pretty nice spatula. It's, it's nice. That's really, nice. given all we just said here, it's kind of impressive how well it worked out yeah. at all. And people stuck yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody. Well, there were a couple of people. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of people mad that, you know, oh, you're you're going to be out of burgers. Like, well, yeah. D- do you want any of the other five meats that we're cooking right now? <laughs> or yeah. you could bring meat. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, I do have I do have a story about that. Actually, we had this one gentleman who came up and we got him a brat, you know, and he went and he sat down. And this is right when we're running out of pretty much everything. We have like a few burgers left on and maybe a couple of chicken breasts and uh, like two or three brats. And he gets back up, and there's still people in the line. And he's like, uh, "Can I get another one of those?" I'm like, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to hang on, man. You know, we still we're still trying to feed people. So if there's something left over, I'll be glad to give you another." Well, I had taken the tongs, and there was a lady standing like directly behind him. I was taking the tongs, and I take one off the plate, and I was passing it over, and he tries to like intercept <laughs> the broth. You're oh. shitting me! Wow. And I was like, I was like, no, no, man, this is for the lady behind you, man. Ladies first, you know, or whatever. And and he was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh my, how old was that guy? He was probably sixties, late fifties, mid sixties. Oh, well, I want to conclude this conversation with a quick mention and a big thank you to a few community members that often go unmentioned, uh, like Albert, like Jared, and others who really stepped up and helped us so much. Uh, after the barbecue, feeding 300 people, you can imagine, creates a lot of garbage. And Hadi and I knew that, I, A, I had to get up early and move the RV so I could do LAN. And we were exhausted. We were exhausted after that. And so we went to bed and Albert and Cheese and others stayed behind and cleaned up the garbage. And it's one of those things, Cheese, where like you see Albert, he's doing something. It's like, wait a minute, we should all be doing that. And it's that kind of, it's almost like a form of leadership. Absolutely. Well, and, and I mean, Albert, the whole the whole event, went above and beyond to transport equipment around um nate out there hapalo he he drove amanda and i around everywhere that weekend um thanks to him john that was that was there helping with the stream and just making sure everything was right you know chase of course yeah i mean so many people that really were behind the scenes just making this run flawlessly you know and, and whenever we decided hey let's put a mic in the room let's get a stream going so that we can get some of these talks on the air i mean it just Boom, it just happened, you know? Yep. It was it was just a great, great feeling to to see that, 
you know, the community that you love so much loves you just as much. So thank you to all those people, especially, you know, people like Albert and Nate and John and, and just everybody. Thank you all. I'd like to add um, Jeff and Eric, the IT guy. Definitely. And Alex. We need to thank Popey and Wimpy for letting people squish in the back of their car and then drive incredibly fast. <laughs> oh, man, did they really? Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was so much fun. Your your reaction, you squealed like a little girl when I stamped my foot down down the road. It was hilarious. No, it's more of a Hank Hill. <laughs> so let's move on to something that makes me feel good. I want to feel lifted. I want to feel random happiness. And so that's why the wife is joining us today. She's often one of those that brings random happiness to people's day. And the last two Fridays, she's done something pretty bold. Pretty exciting, I gotta say. (laughs) I did not pick this song for uh, this flash mob today, but I went with it. What's with the What's with the flash mobs, darling? Well, uh, you want you want the quick version or the philosophical version? Uh, I think I want the philosophical version. I think that getting outside of our comfort zones is essential to evolving as a human being. So you are putting yourself. I am purposefully making myself uncomfortable in the effort to make other people happy, bring joy, and to prove that I can survive looking like a fool, and that it frees other people to be silly and happy as well. And so you're doing this with friends and uh, a very old Bose speaker and public places. Have people actually joined in with you? Yeah, today was much more, even though we got shut down halfway through. We restarted. Does that happen every time? No. No, no. Okay, so tell us about the first one. So the first one was in Safeway, which is just a, it's a chain of uh, grocery stores around here. And there was like four of us that agreed to do it. And I let I let out as few details as possible, except that it was starting at three o'clock. It was going to be in Safeway in the produce section. And the people that want to join in met up with me 10 minutes before I said, this is a song we're playing. Pretend like you don't quite know each other. Don't be clicky. Enjoy yourself. Okay. So wait, slow down. Now walk me through this. So did you go in and pre-stage a Bluetooth speaker? No, well, no, no. I just showed up five, five minutes before with everybody else and like placed it like by the mangoes. You placed it? <laughs> How did you prevent your phone from disconnecting? I couldn't. Oh, from disconnecting? Yeah. Like when you went outside, it didn't disconnect from the No, no, I stayed inside the entire time. Oh, you were like... She just met off to the side. What I had to do was keep it from... My phone from ringing. And there was no way... Anyway, I'm... If you haven't figured this out, I'm not technologically anything great it's just not me okay wait so there wasn't a, a synchronized or organized specific dance it oh was no just dance. it was just have a good time sing if cool. you want the whole point was for it to look organic enough that other people felt like oh they're just having a good time to this music i could join in so you've got you've got the bluetooth speaker yeah hidden in a shelf somewhere like location so I, mangoes like if, mangoes. I'm, if i'm walking by I, I don't you can't see it because it's actually it was just sort of hidden it just worked out perfect okay so how did that one go it it went great what was the song uh, that was Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader. Dancing in the Moonlight. Yeah, it's a real good song. And so you were just out there shaking it? Yep, shaking it. With with how many people? Four other people. We had one person join in and a couple people thought it was sort of weird. But <laughs> but of course, that's that's just how it goes. It was a very crowded Safeway. Yeah. There was a lot of people right. there. Sure, Perfect. sure. People, people got to yeah. get their groceries. Yeah. But it ended up on Facebook, some some little local... 
Facebook group said, hey, I'm so, did anybody else see this? It was so great. We had everybody started dancing and singing, which is not true. But, I, but I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. And they were very, very glad to have us. So you're not doing this to like um, enhance your brand? No. No, no. You're it's not trying all to get anonymous. more clients? Nope. Weird. You want to hear about me getting yeah, shut Yeah, so down tell me now. about today. So that was yeah. last Friday. Yeah. Tell us about this Friday. That's, I'm, I'm waiting for mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, it took me a while to decide where we were going to do it this time. Because sure. now I had other people involved in this. And I, la- last time I did this, I was going to do it even if it was just myself. Like I was that dedicated to like, I am going to do this. Thank God other people did it with me. This time I had to arrange a few other people. We got together after I did a, a acupuncture shift. And the lady who picked the song, which is, I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters, couldn't make it. But we decided to do the song anyway. And we decided to do it Rite Aid. Uh, okay. Just, okay. So just like where old people are getting their prescriptions. I thought you meant a different section of Safeway. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't want anybody yeah. to catch on too soon. Sure, of course. Only we sort of failed. What happened? Well, so I brought it in and I tucked it like behind some supplements, oh. like a sign for supplements. Yeah. Um, and then hit it, and I tell everybody at twelve thirty four, I'm going to hit it. So as soon as you start hearing it, just start you know jamming and like amp it up as you go along. At twelve thirty four. Well, you have to you have to have a very specific time. Why not twelve thirty five? Because I didn't want to wait till twelve thirty five. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I just want this. At, at that, when you get close, you get nervous. Mm-hmm. Like you just yeah. got to get it done. Yeah. You feel like a, a real fool before you start. Sure, you try to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I can't. And that's the reason why it's so great to have other people. I can't talk myself out of it as soon as other people are on board. Right. So there's four of us, and uh, we're scattered, and we start playing it, and uh, we're getting down, and I'm really. Oh, yeah, you know, like breaking out all my really bad dance moves. That's the best thing to do. Um, and it's great. And then I hear the speaker get quieter and quieter, and I don't know what's happening. And I realize somebody has picked it up and is walking <gasps> away with it. No, not our Bluetooth. That's a good speaker. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. I never thought about you losing my nice Bose Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, in this. Uh, I, by the way, no. Um, <laughs> I'm like, well, what do I do? And I waited a hot second to see if somebody else who was involved would snag it back from the person, and they didn't. And I'm like, well, okay. And I hear them so talking. Wait, can you stop? Are you still dancing for like a hot second while the oh, speaker's yeah. moving away? Y- yeah. So are I'm, you dancing with no music? Oh, no. It's still playing. It's just it's as in soon the as distance. it stops, I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, well, I better go get it. So I go up and I'm like, can I have that back? And she's like, I was, I thought there maybe it was going to be a flash mob, but I didn't see anybody. So I just took it. I'm like, what uh, a dummy. She took it up to the, it was one of the people that worked there. Okay. What a dummy. She, I mean, this is like a nuisance. Like, like how do people typically react they're like well i guess i should stop this thing that doesn't isn't supposed to happen that's what we do as humans we just stop the thing that isn't supposed to be happening but she was a real sweetheart about it she just was oblivious and she's like oh you guys were dancing i just didn't see anybody so you're but here's what i can't understand it's like i thought there was gonna be a flash mob so let me remove the speaker well you just prevented the flash mob yeah yeah, and I wasn't sure if she was at all like she didn't want it to happen. Right, but she was just so using I'm like, that. I'm just gonna take it back, and I'm like, hey, everybody, and I got the people, I got my peeps. I'm like, we're doing this out front now, mm-hmm. where it's like more public. Because <laughs> you got like a read that was like, maybe we should just get out of here. Um, well, I just didn't want to. I didn't want her to take it away from me again, and I needed to finish it. And because you knew <laughs> I'd be upset if you lost my Bluetooth. Yeah, speaker. I'm like, can I get back? <laughs> so we went out to you know out front where they have like the plastic chairs and like the all the little plants and stuff and we just did it out there and we got four people to join in oh nice. anybody take pictures no customers coming in customers coming in customers leaving customers from the grocery store across the way awesome nice it's one guy drove by he's like i should come to ride aid more often wait from a distance really? people were dancing too um they were like 
hooting and hollering for us. Nice. One person said we should do Mamma Mia next time. And I thought, oh, oh of course we should do Mamma Mia. Wow. So I think we'll do it again next Friday at Costco. What's a Rite Aid? It's a, it's a pharmacy. pharmacy. Yeah. Which one? The Burlington Costco? Burlington, I think. Yeah. Burlington Costco I have next to have Friday. Some, I have to pick a place where somebody food, I know will join me in. The food court the food oh, area that's a good idea because then people they, don't have to have a card and yeah. they're happier and yeah. they're happier because they're right. eating yeah burlington burlington costco food court what time um we'll say 1 p.m is this always on a friday no not necessarily but so far it has been will you call us in on the bat line and let us know how it goes oh that'd be great yeah how about i do it on that yeah yeah that'd be awesome we should do it like on the live stream sure <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to hadia yeah. i got it i should <laughs> do some location. song about pizza something Oh, yeah. Here's um, the other thing that I want to do. When the moon. <laughs> oh, I, I think what we should do is have a person. A, so go to a grocery store. It's super busy. Have one person in each checkout line and start yes. the song. And then everybody just starts dancing. Yes. You know? Just force it. Or, I mean, that's not yeah. forcing it. But yeah, just really encourages everybody. Like, oh, well, they're doing it. Jeez. Now I've got Dancing in the Moonlight stuck in my head. Yeah. Like, what is that? Uh, the full Monty when they're in the unemployment oh, line and they da, all start da, dancing? Da, 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 da. Yeah. You can keep your hat on. Yep. Is that you oh, keep, that no? One? That's that's hot chocolate. It's a uh, anyway. <laughs> never mind. Hot stuff. Hot stuff in the checkout line. Oh, it is the hot stuff, isn't it? So what's what comes after uh, what comes after um, flash mobs? I mean, once flash mobs get p- passe, how are you going to challenge yourself? How are you going to scare yourself? Oh, you know what? It'll probably be is I'll go out and play my ukulele in public. Really? And sing poorly. You know, I got a little ukulele jam on the soundboard. Did you know that? That should be that should be my. I really enjoyed that in the RV, by the way. Yeah, me too. I really like that as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was great. I need to learn songs that people actually know, other than that Rick Rollin song. That's the only one that I know how to play that is <laughs> remotely familiar. I have to say, uh, the idea of playing a musical instrument, and I've got my uh, bunny ear quotes up saying musical instrument with the uh, with that guitar-shaped thing. <laughs> the ukulele. <laughs> That's it, ukulele. That seems more likely to be acceptable and less likely to be a bit weird than turning up with a Bluetooth speaker and playing a random song and dancing. But I'm speaking, I'm speaking from the position of being a repressed British person. (laughs) I I would say that if it were just me playing ukulele, it's more personally risky because people are looking directly at me. I'm not some random person that's jamming on a song with other people. It's like, what the heck is she doing? That's First true. of all, she doesn't know how to play because I don't <laughs> know how to strum well. No, you're And great. I don't know how to sing particularly great. I just do it anyway. Stop it. Stop it. From So uh, after after the barbecue settled down, we had like 80 people left. And after two glasses of champagne. And then down to 30, <laughs> we barbecued um, some secret sirloins. And while we ate our secret sirloins, uh, Hadia serenaded us with ukulele songs. There you go. 
why do you have to pick the parts where I'm super pitchy? Those are the chords I really can't do. Because <laughs> those are the ones I like the most. <laughs> oh. Hey, so Hadia, I, I've played musical instruments my whole life, and I really hate it when I'm at a party or something, and someone says to me, hey, Alex, hey, Alex, play me, uh, play me something. And I'm, I just freeze. And the fact that you actually did that, I'm uh, in admiration. That was really great. Well done. Well, I really just started by trying to put Amanda on the spot. <laughs> and because Amanda's like, I don't, I don't, she didn't have her ukulele and she didn't have any music in front of her. I'm like, well, ah, it turns out I'm drunk enough. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> I'm curious on the flash mob. How do you pick this section of the store? I mean, like at Rite Aid, was it like in the supplements section? And then, <laughs> you know, tomorrow's going to be on the bread aisle. Like... Is there a thought process? The produce makes sense. The produce section makes sense because the aisles aren't tall, so you can see mm. lots of people. Um, and then uh, all of Rite Aid is a supplement section. <laughs> right, so, yeah, the whole store. Oh it's either that or the candy aisle, and I just couldn't get myself to go down the candy aisle. Gotcha. Oh, and the pharmacist did start dancing. Oh, really? That's great. From my experiences of America, I would suggest don't try this in Walmart. You might get shot. <laughs> all right, we got to ask Joe. We've got to ask Joe, like... Uh, what uh, what were you wrong about, and what did you not expect? Like, what did you what did you discover being here? I was wrong about being able to buy guns in Walmart. It turns out that the Walmart by the studio is the only one where you can't buy one. Um, but I was also quite surprised that like you could just buy ammo just right there, just not even there was some behind the counter, but shotgun shells you could just pick off the shelf and just walk out with. <laughs> I was a bit surprised by but that. What are you going to do with them? Throw them at people. <laughs> the the look on Joe's eyes whenever we walked past the caged ammo, and I was like, and here are the shotgun shells, and it's like a hundred pack, you know, so it's this giant box. His eyes got like double the size. It was pretty wonderful. <laughs> I found it entertaining that Joe had to keep going and asking the little guy to unlock the spirits fridges you know, every time he wanted to go and buy some jägermeister <laughs> you had to go and ask the man to unlock the fridge because they you're it's too irresponsible to let you pick one off the shelf yourself right well when they first legalized buying alcohol at the grocery store it was just on the shelf and it was glorious you paid a bit more but you just walked in while you're doing your regular shopping and you got your booze but then they had this problem of rampant theft, rampant theft, and they had to lock it behind doors to prevent massive losses. It's a really kind of sad story. And the real fun thing about the booze, and in, in, especially in this uh, Safeway over here, mm. is that you have to ring this button. So it's like, yeah. it's behind I'm like, glass. I, I'm thinking ahead, it's 8 a.m. I'm grocery shopping. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'd like to get some vodka for tonight. And I have to ring this bell that announces over that to there's, the entire hey, side. there's somebody in the in the liquor section. 8 a.m., Hadia Fisher would like vodka. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, God. And because nobody shows up immediately, it does it four times. Yeah, that's And then people w walk by and see you. Well, so we went there with Joe, and I pushed the button. And then I'm like, let's go over to this other aisle. And then we leave the aisle. Yeah. And Joe totally caught what I was doing. He kept an eye out. He kept a side eye out for the guy when the guy walked up. We went over there and got the booze and it worked out just fine. Yeah. So, okay. Well, what, uh, you know, Joe, by the way, if you'd just gone down the street about five minutes, you could have bought a gun. So it's just that Walmart. <laughs> if you go to Cabela's, you'd have been fine. Yes. <laughs> what I was surprised about was that 
the tax situation, I'd forgotten because it had been like 20 odd years since I was there as a kid. But like you see a price for something like Jägermeister, I'm like working it out. Okay, that's pretty cheap compared to London. Yeah, that's all right. I'll get a big bottle of that. And then it's like plus this tax plus this other tax. And then it ended up being like way more than I thought it would be. Why can't you people just like have the actual price that you pay on the thing? It's a syntax. Well, sales tax also differs drastically per state as well here, which is a bit of a thing. Um, In North Carolina, they have liquor in a different store entirely, which is a bit strange. So I have to go to a different building to buy my liquor here. (laughs) I I don't like that. But you're not in a different state. You're you're standing in Walmart and the price is the price you're going to pay at the checkout, which is 30 yards from where you're standing. You're not going to pick that booze up and take it to another state and pay for it in another state. It makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. Oh, it does. It does when you think about it from a psychological standpoint. Oh, it makes no sense from from a like user experience mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah, like, I yeah. have to go there and do some mental arithmetic before I can <laughs> buy anything. If you can't do this arithmetic, don't drink. Yeah, that's your that's your test. Well, also, uh, I'm curious to know, Popey, about the differences between the tipping culture between here in the states and at home. It seems like we are way further down the tipping road than you guys are. Yeah. Uh, I have a big problem with the tipping because (laughs) it's it feels this pressure to give extra money. It's no, it's not a lot different than the tax situation. Joe was explaining. Like, here's a price for a thing. I I've agreed to pay that price for that thing, whether it's a burger and fries or Jägermeister or whatever. And then suddenly, no, that's not the price you're paying for the thing because there's this extra special money you have to give because someone carried it from the kitchen to your table and maybe they carried it quickly or maybe they didn't put their thumb in your fries or maybe they gave you a top up of coffee or not. And over here, there isn't quite the same tipping culture and we get really pissed off if service is included on the bill like it's my discretion and the fact that i have to go out of my way to tell you fuck no you're not adding 20 percent to my bill thanks very much i will choose how much i tip that really grates on us and the fact that i have to do mental maths after i've finished a meal and you've pr- you've you've gone to the effort of printing out how much it's going to cost me. You've actually printed it on a piece of paper. And then you tell me that's not the amount that I'm actually having to pay. And I have to do some maths and then add. I I just hate it. I just hate it. (laughs) I knew you'd say that. Brent and I have something we want to know about. I think there's a story in here, Brent, that we should get on the air. I heard a little story about ordering eggs for breakfast, Popey. Could you give us a tour of that? Could you tell us the story? This is good. Ange, have you heard the egg story? Have you heard this Popey's egg story? I don't think so. How'd it go, Popey? So in the UK, when you order breakfast, you you pick from a menu, right? There's no surprise. You've got to tell me how you want your eggs. You just like pick from a menu and there's a list and it tells you how you're going to get your eggs. But over here, you've got to do some kind of bloody quiz show at your at the table where they ask you all the different ways you're going to have your eggs and that i find that really awkward and every single bloody day you mean like scrambled over easy that kind of thing no 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 well so okay i'm fine with there being at least 
four different ways you can cook eggs. You can make an omelette, you can make fried eggs, you can make poached eggs, and you can make scrambled eggs. Those are the four ways, and there are no other ways to make eggs, okay? <laughs> and uh, anything on top of that is sources or presentation, right? Okay. But those are the, or or additional ingredients you might put in it. But those are the four ways you put you make eggs. What about what about what if you like a little more yolk in your fried egg, or you like a little less yolk? However, the chef has decided to cook it. That's how you eat it, right? It comes on your plate, it arrives, and you fucking eat it. All right, okay. Yeah, and even if it's horrible, you just say, yes, that was lovely. Thank you very much. And don't leave them a tip. <laughs> wow. If the white looks like snot, then tough shit. Like, that's how the, that's how the egg comes. So, so what happened? The first day, we went to the Bluebird Cafe, I think it's called. And I think you've been there a couple of times in oh, the past. You. Are you Chris? kidding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we went there, me and Martin, and the waitress came over, or the server uh, came over, and she was asking what I wanted, and I pointed and went, I want that one. And she said, uh, how would you like your eggs? Now, I had a hard lockup at that point, and I couldn't process her request. So you're just awkwardly silent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went, uh, uh, and I said, as they come. And she said, no, uh, how do you want them? As they come, that's not an answer you can give here no no and she said she said uh, whereabouts are you from and i said i'm from the uk and she went okay do you not have different types of eggs in the uk <laughs> i'm like well we do but i'll eat them i said look just bring me eggs on a plate I will not complain, and I will eat them however you cook them. And she went, okay, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> she went away and made me some breakfast, and it was fine. I, I, I don't like this confrontation. I don't like being quizzed about how I like my fucking eggs. Just bring me eggs. Your preference of how you want your eggs cooks, cooked is a confrontation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I can't deal with it. I think the best part about this story, though, is that if she had just asked Wimpy first, you could have just followed his lead, because apparently he knew how to handle this question. <laughs> So I, I did this every single day. I had a hard lockup every day, all the four days. <laughs> oh I went gosh. out for breakfast with Daniel Foray, <laughs> oh and we went to another place and had breakfast. And again, I ordered some kind of egg-based <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> and a completely different woman came over and said, how, how would you like your eggs? And I, I just froze. And I now had three people looking at me like I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was like, uh, 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 um, I don't know. And yes. If if I'd have just listened to Martin, who said poached, then that would have just sidestepped this whole over easy, <laughs> sunny side up, like all that bullshit. No, just give me the fucking eggs. I love to how Wimpy has a reason for ordering his poached eggs. It's to sidestep <laughs> this stupid question. <laughs> but he also said that he can only get them um, on this side of the world and not where you are. Is that true? No, you can get poached eggs over here, but you don't get the third degree in the Spanish Inquisition when you order them. <laughs> Look, there is clearly one correct answer to how do you want your eggs, and that is with lots and lots of beans, please. Logical. But apparently that doesn't cut it in America either. Oh, I've been so, it's been so nice being surrounded by British people for a weekend. I, I, <laughs> I realise how much I miss the little things like beans. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I learned a hard lesson. I learned that uh, I am a total lightweight when it comes to... I got Motrin PM. Oh, yeah. You, see, you know how I was giving Angela a hard time for hurting her neck, for looking? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm even more lame. I get hurt when I'm sleeping. I, I just, like, I laid on my side too long, and I, I pinched my, my back. And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little ibuprofen, but if I'm taking some ibuprofen... 
I'll get myself one of those nighttime ibuprofens, and then I'll take one of these, I'll go to bed at a decent time, because it's been a week of staying up late and drinking, and I'll get some great sleep. I took one, recommended dosage is two, I took one, popped it in there, and I slept right through Brent leaving the studio. I slept right through Brent. He got up in the morning, he packed up, he wrote me a nice note, (laughs) and he left, and I slept through the entire thing. So, Brent, I'm sorry I missed you. I even like waited around. I had breakfast and I was like, geez, I'm so like, sorry. I guess he really needed to rest. <laughs> Levi and I came down to say goodbye. Yeah, I was exhausted. And I took that Mot- or Motrin PM, I think is what it is. It's like, is that mm-hmm. is that ibuprofen? And oh, it my is gosh, I, yeah. I was I was groggy the entire day. Well, yeah, because it's um, the PM part is basically Benadryl. Dysenhydramine. Yeah, oh, yeah, that always primi- wrecks me. Yeah, that so always wrecks that's me. What, that's what it is. But also, I thought you were going to say that you took that and fell asleep on the wrong side again for too long all night. Yeah. <laughs> and made it worse. But it, did it make it better? I did, actually. I, I think I did get the pinch fix. So. Good, good. Yeah, the ibuprofen worked, but I missed Brent. So, sorry about that, Brent. But I, I hope your tra- travels went well. Yeah, they were pretty flawless. It took me only 30 seconds at the border instead of an hour and a half. So, it was good. Nice. Wow. That's much better than last time. Yeah. Oh, part of the untold story about Linux Fest is Brent struggles at the border and Emma struggles at the border. Oh, no doubt, right? Oh, man. Poor oh, Emma. Emma. Emma had all a way worse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for, what, four and a half, five hours she was stuck at the border? Trying to get a Thaleo across? The next morning, she went to the Bluebird Cafe and knew how to order her fucking eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, Emma and I went to the Bluebird and she ordered, there's a photo of this uh, floating around. She ordered um, blueberry pancakes. With ice cream. Which I was impressed with. They were very large uh, with very ice cream. Huge. And I was thinking immediately of Wimpy and Popey because they had had similar funny experiences there. But we were talking about a bunch of different breakfasts that happen in, in different countries and that, that I hadn't seen before. What was I doing? Why didn't I join you guys? I love the Bluebird. I must have been working. One of the mornings at Bluebird, I decided enough people have told me about uh, biscuits and gravy, and it just irritates me, the whole phrase biscuits and gravy, because biscuits are hard things you eat with cups of tea, and gravy is a thing you have with a roast dinner. But okay, that's aside. I thought I would... would I would accept this cultural diversity that we have between these two sides of the Atlantic Ocean. And I would try what you call biscuits and gravy. And I took a photo of it and sent it to a friend of mine and said, hey, I'm having biscuits and gravy. And his reply was, it looks like someone's eaten it already. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It looks like vomit on a plate, (laughs) right? It does look awful. And it's a lot. It's a lot. How did it taste? Um, you didn't love it. Yeah, you got to be careful when you no. get biscuits and gravy. That's the thing, right? Is you can get bad biscuits and gravy, and I wouldn't recommend Bluebird for biscuits and gravy. No, me either. Actually, you should have gone to my mom's. <laughs> well, with that, I think we'll probably get out of here. Hey, I think we're going to turn the show into a podcast. Oh yeah, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, very nice. I think we've got a domain. Do you remember the domain I bought? Star Trek sexy? No, no, not that one. Yeah, we do own that one, but uh, Friday.show or Friday.stream or FridayStream.com or oh, FridayStream.show. Do you think I can figure it out before the music's over? Let's go see if I can figure it out before the music's over. FridayStream.com, I thought. Oh, yeah, okay. So the podcast pretty soon is going to be at FridayStream.com once it's a podcast. This is the most unofficial podcast we've ever done. All right. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. See you back here next Friday.